I really want it to be 80s newscaster music. This show is not allied with any sect, denomination, political entity, organization, or institution, does not engage in any controversy, neither endorses nor opposes any cause. Neither do we. We are not affiliated with Al-Anon or any other 12-step program. The opinions expressed here are strictly of the person who gave them. Please take what you like and leave the rest. Hi, I'm Corey. Hi, Corey. Hi, I'm Claire. Hi, Claire. And this is Crosstalk. Let's get current. How was your week? You want to get current with me? I want to get current with you, but first I want you to get current with me and tell me what's going on with you. Well, um, hmm. You know, I've been doing a lot of, I do a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. I got a lot. I do mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. I've been mm-hmm. trying to like mm-hmm. scale it back a little bit. And some of the things I've been wanting to incorporate into my big life lately have been home improvement type things. Um, and so what has been going on is I've actually been, wait for it, scheduling time to do projects and do portions of them at a time, not the entire thing. All at once. Right. Come back to it and do some more on it later. Love that. Crazy. It's very new. I'm very imperfect, but I'm doing it. I'm showing up and I'm doing it. And I think it's a very, uh, it's good. It feels good. It feels easy, feels nice, no pressure. Sometimes I have that little stinking thinking that tells me like, you didn't do enough today. Um, And then I just tranquilize the committee with an outreach call. So that's that's it really. I got a short current and that's what's going on. A lot of that, different household projects and trying to just. That's very similar to my week actually. Are you copying me again? I'm copying you. I just, well, I'm packing because I'm going to move. No. I know. And so I decided to do it differently this time. And instead of. Do tell. Well, first of all, before I would have just hired movers because I can't deal with things. But second of all, I would usually wanted to do everything all at once. You know, I wanted to pack everything in one night and pull everything out of every drawer. And and I just decided to just do it in stages and just a little bit at a time. And I don't know how to pack because I'm fairly functionally challenged as far as the material world is involved. You know, as far as like moving boxes around. I know this about you. Or like spatial relations are not my key. So I told the moving company. I love that you know this about yourself. I do. I told the moving company I'm going to have five boxes because I don't really have that much stuff. Uh huh. I think we're at like twelve boxes so far. Uh huh. And someone might have been you came over and said (laughs) I was buying these enormous boxes and filling them to the brim with heavy objects that were unliftable. So I learned a little bit about that, but basically, you know, I I made time. So I'd be like, well, we'll get some boxes today, and then put some stuff out, but not everything out because maybe I want to eat soup with the spoon before i pack it in the next 10 days yeah and and uh you know what everything is just falling into place and today i did some more packing i'm like i'm gonna need two more boxes Hmm. i'm gonna go buy those tomorrow Hmm. there's enough time i ordered the packing paper from amazon there's enough time because i ran out wow it's gonna arrive in the perfect amount of time 
my friend Claire came over and fixed my apartment for me in the perfect amount of time. A different, not me. Well, else. also this Claire. <laughs> and we're very close. We're very it's... close. You're more. You look alike too. It's like your twin. Anyway, it's all happening in the perfect amount of time, exactly when it's supposed to, and it's just so easy. It's just so easy. Yeah. And I still got to sleep in and go out with friends and have a party and yeah. have my partner in town and just. Before I would have been like all energy would have been towards stressing out about what was going to go in what box. Sure. <laughs> Thinking about it all night. And I just really don't care. Like tomorrow I'll put some more stuff in some more boxes. And then by the time Friday rolls around, it'll be over. It's really easy. It's almost easy does it. Wait a minute. And I learned this from the program of Al-Anon. And it's one That's of my favorite slogan. slogans. It is one of the slogans. It's one of my yeah. favorite slogans. And... I believe we have a guest here today to discuss this we slogan. We do, don't we? Um, so I believe Kate has joined us today. Hi, Kate. Hello. Welcome to Crosstalk. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for being here. Thanks for being of service. Mm-hmm. So with our Easy Does It topic of the day, yeah. we'd um, love to kick off your 10-minute lead. How would you like your time? Five, four, and one, please. Okay. There won't be a timer noise. I'll just give you. I think I can manage five, that. Five, four, one. I think so. Um, great. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Hi, I'm Kate. Hi, Kate. Hi, Kate. Hello. I'm feeling self-conscious because I feel like my greeting on the show was not as enthusiastic as it could have been. Maybe we can do that in post. Um, hi. Hi. I know how podcasts work. <laughs> I am. Um, I'm so grateful to be here. I'm so grateful to be grounded by service. And um, yeah, easy does it. Not something I think that I understood at all when I came into the rooms seven years ago, eight years ago. Who knows? It's been a while. It's been a while that I've been here. Um, And I really feel like where I came from and how I was socialized and how the world around me operated, I really thought that um, panicking did it, stress (laughs) did it. Obsessing did it, um, micromanaging did it, controlling others did it, manipulation did it, you name it, but easy did not do it. I did not have a relationship, I really feel like, to ease. Um, I also really, you know, one of my predominant feelings, like when I came into the room, was that um, people who were happy and people who ha- like were taking it easy were either... Um, stupid or um like lazy or there was something going on where they weren't really seeing what life was really like so I guess in that too like the ideas of like easy and reality like we're not synonymous like happiness and reality were not synonymous and so it really was um like a seismic shift for me to get into a place where I now believe that like easy does it Um, yeah, you know, I, 
And some of that really, you know, I, I get to have compassion for myself because I think if I could have known that, I would have. You know, I grew up in a home where there was a lot of chaos, both um, outside of myself and there was a lot of chaos within. I grew up with um, a lot of health issues. And so, like, when a child is chronically ill and the system at home is operating around that there is not a lot of space for ease you know a lot of the systems that were set up were around um panic and last minute changes and protocol and you know there's just not a lot of room for um peace when that is happening you know and so I say that now because it's important for me to know where I came from, it allows me to go like, oh, of course I've arrived here without the tools to like keep going. Um, and the way, in a way that feels sustainable, you know, and what the program has given me is the ability to kind of stop that narrative. And it doesn't happen all at once, you know, recovery in and of itself is, um, I don't arrive on the first day and then like download something and then go like, oh, yeah, life is easy now. Like it, I, things fall off, you know, the old kind of scales fall off um, one at a time or a couple at a time. And so that's been something too. you know, I've been in recovery of some variety for a decade. And um, I remember like one of my first sponsors being like, you're, if you're in your first 10 years, you're a newcomer and like being like offended by that or whatever. But now I really get it. You know, I'm coming up on 10 years and it's like I'm just starting to feel a piece that like it's just settling in, you know. And um, yeah. And so like I get to just really be compassionate for myself. You know, I'm in a phase of my life, you know, the 2020 so far has been really big and really abundant and very beautiful and um I wouldn't say chaotic because it doesn't feel chaotic but like all of the ingredients for chaos is there if I want to make it that like I could really like jump into the chaos suit I could like put that hat on and um I think in some moments I do but a lot of the time it just feels like exciting and fun and new and what I want and what I've hoped for and what I've been working for it's all kind of coming down the pipeline and that's really exciting but um the only way for me to filter out the tendency to go towards chaos and to want to go into kind of an old like it's like the reptilian brain you know just like wants to click in and so I'll just be like cool like phone first email first um life's up first before you know putting my feet on the ground like with my higher power you know um that's so tempting but um and sometimes I do go there and then I get to remember that like the day can start over again at any time you know like I can always start over I don't have to wait to the next day to try and do it better I can just like plug back in and check back in but um you know, I'm grateful for like the baseline of spirituality, you know, just to get to get current myself. Like I was um, I was I had something come up in my day today that changed the timeline of a work thing that's going on and pushed it forward, you know, and like 
I can't say that I like received that information and I was just like all peace. Like that's not for me. Like it's like I really have to take like a very practical tact with spirituality. Like I don't um, I no longer have an expectation of myself around spirituality. I no longer have an expectation that I should this thing should happen in my life and I'm going to react this way because I have the program like it just I see what comes up and then I have tools like that really is what program is for me it's like life and a way to get through life like you know and not just get through to thrive and to have a way of sorting my emotions into something that you know uh is manageable you know because the other thing is that's coming um to my mind right now is like the I think this is in the do's and don'ts where it talks about um, how like tension is harmful, you know, and I didn't really understand that when I came in either where I was like tension is life, baby. Like that's it. You know, like there's no option around that. And to understand like when we say like tension is harmful, it's what that's suggesting is that it's an option, you know, that like we don't have to be tense. And if we look at the fact that, um, Tension will bring harm probably to me, to others around me, to situations, to my body, you know, on a physiological level, tension is harmful. So I can make choices in my life to decrease tension, you know, and to avoid it. I may have lost what the connector of that was back to what I was saying. But um, all of that is to say, like, you know, I was getting current and saying that, like, you know, this thing came up in my work life that very much like could have been tension inducing like again I felt like I could like stepped into the place of tension and I felt some of that like flurry but I also had this like very deep sense of like only good comes to me like it's only good you know so it's like if this deadline for this thing is moving up a couple of weeks like I gotta believe that that's for something you know that's good and like another thing that's really important to me that like helps me have an easy does it attitude is just like I believe in spirituality in like a very practical sense like I believe in God I call it I call it God but I don't believe in any sort of traditional God it's really higher power like functionality inner child my grandmother that's passed that I just feel like hangs around and you know is looking over me like all of these like this sort of like amalgamation of something bigger than just me and my ideas you know um like I believe in God and I practice things that bring me closer to that really imperfectly just because it works I do not need to know if it um like I can get really into like being like is God real is spirituality worth my time et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And like, all I need to know is that my life is better because of it. And that's easy, does it? Is like, if talking about God and connecting with God and like teaching, not teaching, because I don't teach when I do service, but like showing other people, whether it's like in a meeting or if I'm sponsoring or whatever, my relationship with a higher power, like doing all of those things that like cultivate a sense of peace in me. You know, I just... I do that because my life is easier when I do that, you know, and that's where it begins and ends for me. It's very, very practical. Um, so just to wrap, like I had this experience today where this information came in and 
I felt the desire to go into stress and detention into chaos and running around like, you know, um, feeling crazy. And it just was like a sense of peace came over me and I was able to like walk through the steps of getting information about this thing with dignity and grace, you know? And when I came in to the rooms, like I really, I did not know how to do that, you know? And the value of the program is the fact that like I get to practice a day at a time these things that allow me to move through the world a little bit differently and bring ease to situations and be of service and um, just feel better, you know? That's the biggest thing for me. I'll wrap with this. Like the biggest thing for me is like when I focus on easy does it, I just feel better in my body and in my interactions. And I deserve that, you know? That's what the program teaches me, so... Thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Kate. Love this topic. Yeah. Claire loves this topic too. She's one of her favorite slogans. I love Easy Does It. <laughs> I love it. Well, I, I like get so what... much out of that share. Thank you, Kate. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Claire, you always say Easy Does It. No, literally, like Easy Does It, not Easy Does It, but like literally, that is the thing that does it. And I love that. And I heard that a lot from your share. I wonder, you know, I I loved what you said to say about relaxed people weren't seeing what was really going on. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like for me, they couldn't they they couldn't see trauma or they didn't experience trauma or they didn't understand how to see. And I'm wondering for you, like what you where you think that belief system came from that people who were relaxed and who were taking it easy couldn't really see the real truth of what was going on. Great question. I feel like I mean, I relate to the little bit that you shared just in posing the question, like the idea that like people weren't seeing trauma and that they weren't seeing how things were. And, um, I think that that's probably true. You know, I grew up, um, in a home where there was pre-existing trauma and I myself had a very traumatic, um, life starting from an early age. A lot of the things that happened with my health and my body were very serious, you know? And so from the age of like, I think two or three is where it all began for me. I really did have a different viewpoint on life, you know, and I think regardless of whether the trauma is something like health or growing up in an alcoholic home where things are happening within that system and to a child that aren't happening in other homes necessarily, you know, I can't presume to know. I think everyone deals with something at some part of the way, but there are also lots of people who just don't, you know, and, and I don't say that to be, I had no no quality of judgment to that. It's just true. And so I think from an early age, it was like people who were happy. I don't know if it was like an, you know, an envy of their like bliss and carefree experience that then like calcified into resentment and judgment, you know, that could be a thing. <laughs> um, but there's also just some truth to it of like, you know, yeah, people who are happy maybe weren't, weren't seeing how things actually were. They weren't seeing how things were for me, but you know what the program teaches me and, and, or just suggests to me, you know, is that 
all of that could be true. Like my resentment towards happy people could be justified. Mm. It could be a reality. But is that working for me? Mm-hmm. Is that mm-hmm. allowing me to be who I want to be in my life? And if it's not, all the program suggests to me is maybe you can choose a different orientation to that idea, you know? Mm. So I hope I answered your question. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, like I thought that um, that I had, I think when having grown up in trauma, which included alcoholism, um, I had experienced the truth about life and everyone else was living mm. in the non-truth and they were happy and they hadn't, but they didn't really realize like people just died and things just happened. And so they, they, and it would happen to everyone. I had just gotten to see behind the curtain mm-hmm. and everyone else was living blissfully ignorant was, you know, ignorance is bliss was one of my favorite quotes as a kid. Cause I was like, Oh, well, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to be in ignorance. And then, you know, that creates our, my system of Alanonism, which is no, know it allism and, you know, being the captain of everything and blah, 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 blah. Mm, perfectionism. So, yeah, perfectionism. But just... Can't relate to that. Can't relate. None of us. No Great. Well, I'm the only one that ever operated a perfectionist. So alone. that's so good to know. <laughs> um, but I was just like, you can walk around as happy as you want, but it's all going to get us eventually. So like, I'm seeing the truth. I know Ugh. what's really going on. I, and I'm somehow now smarter. Actually, genuinely a better, stronger person. Like, I am a superior human being for having mm-hmm. known the truth. Mm-hmm. And that arrogance was really, I think, from from watching people not go through trauma and being able to sort of live in an easy desert mentality. I think what's beautiful about program is that I've been able to come further than some of those people who didn't grow up in trauma. And I live in a more easy state in some cases than mm-hmm. than some of those people. So the program really well, offers you... let's compare for sure. Well, it's a comparison. But my point being, <laughs> like, the program offers you not only, like, a recovery to that level, but perhaps a spiritual evolution even beyond blissful ignorance, just, actually, like, aware blissfulness. Totally. I think, too, like, with, the with like, a, adapting or adopting the uh, principles of the program with your life, like, we get to keep, like, all of the intelligence that comes from being um, in, like, accelerated situations mm-hmm. as kids or, you know, trauma. Because I do think there's a lot of, like, life intelligence that, mm-hmm. like, you know, comes from seeing some stuff, you know, at an early age. But I can keep that, you know, like it says, like, you know, take what you like and leave the rest. There are things I like about the fact that I grew up maybe having it harder than some of the other, you know, kids on the playground that have made me into the interesting, cool, you know, savvy, intelligent woman that I am today. But I thought that I had to have the pain, you know, with that. I Mm -hmm. thought that that was like part and parcel with my identity. And so like extracting that, you know, I'm not extracting everything. I just get to go, nah, that's not really working for me. It's not getting me where I want. Yeah, keep the wisdom, lose the pain. Hey. <laughs> that's that a new slogan. It's not a slogan. Hashtag keep the wisdom, lose the pain. It isn't a slogan. You can call world servants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just agree with all that. That speaks so true to me too. And like in my experience, uh, like, you know, I like have so many receipts for the trauma of my childhood. I've got so many. Mm-hmm. I used to tell them to other people as often as I could, <laughs> you know. Um, 
gosh, I really did. I wanted other people to know. You showed them the receipts. Yeah, I showed them. I was like, looky here. This is how much this cost. You know what it's like to have your dad, blah, blah, blah. Uh, In that accent, I hope. I did. At the, all times. As it is an eight-year-old, yes. Fantastic. Yes. I believe um, it. Were you wearing like a, a hat cocked over one I eye was. and like chaps? My name as a child Spats. was Batman, Leonardo, Ninja Turtle, Bruce Wayne, Donatello. All outside the shoes. Mm. Oh, true, but luckily this is a podcast not really not affiliated with Alan on, <laughs> um, so we get a couple loopholes. But yeah, you know, and I think that, and then people would ask me how old I was, and I would say thirty five when I was like ten. They'd be like, "Oh, how old are you?" I'd be like thirty five. Um, really felt thirty five. I did, yeah. But you know, like I, I really had. To, it was that was so hard. Like it was so hard to keep up that that like woes me. This is everything that I've gone through. Don't you know I know better than you do because I have the receipts. I have the experience to show it. And, like, just everything you guys were, were sharing was so relatable. And and it's not easy, does it, is it? It really wasn't easy, does it? It's so easy to not tell people a bunch of stuff they don't need to know in it's the line at the grocery store. <laughs> it's so them. much easier. And then I get to actually, like, spend my time doing things. That, or that I get, uh, you know, joy from reliving that trauma in that in that way over and over again doesn't actually bring me joy. It doesn't. It's not. Doesn't uh, help me. Outside mm -hmm. of Alanonism, you know, I think we just have a culture of things that are good are achieved through hard, hard, hard work, like perseverance and all of the. You know, it's a very like sports story or. I mean, insert any American story here. It's always some great hard work. And there was something sort of anathema to me. Anathema? Anathema. Not anathema. That sounds like an insurance company. Yeah. Anathema to me about the idea that something could just be given to me or just come. It wouldn't be as valuable. Yeah. Well, that's a big thing, too. I know that within my relationships, um, I really was into like mind reading and like all of that kind of stuff. Wow. That's powerful well, skill. Um but it never worked, you know, all of that like, you know, all of that kind of um just basically that like if I told someone my needs, it became that much less valuable if they were fulfilled. Yeah, they have to guess. Yeah, they had to know, you know, and some of that is like, you that know, rom com so culture nice. and whatever. <laughs> But yeah, you know, it's like just, it's been a big leap for me in the past couple of years in recovery within the context of relationships is to say like, I would like to be treated this way or I would like this thing to happen or like, you know, with like uh, within a romantic relationship being like, I would like a surprise on this day to happen, you know, or like this is a special day for me. I'd like this to happen this way, you know, I and to not then to be like, I'm going to be happier on the other side. And if, and if I'm not just like, mm, I hope that they get it, you know, and then it doesn't <laughs> happen. And then I'm punishing them for something that never was broadcast, you mm -hmm. know, mm. not easy, not easy, not easy. How do you think we learn ease in this program? Mm, the first thing that, or how did you learn ease? I should say. I think a lot of it is trial and error. Like oh. I try something and go like, that wasn't easy, you know? <laughs> um, 
but also just yeah through trying things and through suggestion like being willing to do something differently you know I feel like a lot of it is me coming with my ideas and my old thinking whether it's to a sponsor to a fellow or to a meeting and being like this is what I think that I need to do you know lots of um I have to you know statements uh you know I think it's really normal to come into Al-Anon and to speak from a place of victimhood and not even to know it's victimhood like my mom called and I had to answer Mm -hmm. you know or this is just like how things are and speaking from that place of um feeling trapped and then just gently over time like people in the program reflecting back to me like no you get to do that oh it's a choice one does not have to pick up the phone one can stay in a hotel if they go visit someone that it's not comfortable or safe to stay in the same place as them. Like all of these little, you know, micro to macro suggestions that come in and we just get to go, okay, let me try that. And then I start to build a repertoire of experience that is a lot easier than the one I came in with. Charlene. Mm. I, I love, love that. that. I love that. First of all, great question, Corey. How did you learn Easy Does It in the program? Wow, I was like, I literally like leaned back in my chair. I was like, ah, what? <laughs> How did I learn it? How did you learn it? Um, and I really hear, you know, everything in what you're saying, Kate. And I also heard in your initial share, um, you know, I heard you talking about Easy Does It and then like <laughs> like everything was not – it wasn't, right? It was like manipulation does it. It was like you listed all these other things that you were taught did it and I was cracking up because like le- legit that's what I was taught. Um, you know, and everything in what you were just saying now is like the opposite, right? And I I wrote – I made a note and I was just like what is Easy Does It? You know, it's like it's kind it's loving, it's gentle, you know, it's like easy doesn't, doesn't mean lazy, it doesn't mean dumb, it doesn't mean boring, it's, it's not a negative thing to have an easy does it, and like growing up in the Midwest, I grew up on, with this like work ethic of, you know, the Midwesterners are fucking workers, like we come in, we make it happen, like I will do the work of 10 men and one, like I will do the work of 20 men, um, or women, uh, or non-binary humans. And it's just like I will do that much work. It has to be the work part. And like I didn't – so it was like getting over that. And then what you are what you're saying, like hearing in the rooms people saying how they did it differently and then associating that with easy and it being like – you know, you, and you just said like you can get a hotel. And like literally well, the first time that I went home – um, with my, my sponsor then I, and I had a sponsor after program, they were like, do you have to stay with your family? Is there somewhere else you could stay? And I was just like, oh man, that sounded so scary. That didn't sound easy, but it ended up, I did do that differently. And it was so much easier. And I remember having my hour, cause I was gone for like a week and I, I meet with my sponsor every week. And if I can't meet in person, I do a phone call. If I can, if we both can. And I f- happened to be able to and called them and 
you know, I was like crying on the phone with them because I couldn't believe how I had so much grief around how hard I had made it for so long because I didn't know I had another option. And like that trip was so it was like one of the first of many great trips where I just did those things different, got a rental car, da 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 da. da. It's like it's easy to get a rental car. It's easy to stay somewhere else, you know. And it, and sometimes the you can't afford it, and, and you know, not everybody can afford to do, make those choices. But there's always multiple choices. Like when I really look at it, there are always there's always more than one option. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I think what's interesting about that is it's easier for you. Sure. And I think a lot of people do it because it won't be easier for their family for instance. And of course, Mm. that's none of our business and all of that. But we can't control what feels easy to somebody else. I don't I do the same thing with with my childhood home. And I don't think it's the easiest thing for my father that I don't want to stay in the house. But it's the easiest thing for me. Yeah. I mean, it's been expressed to me. Okay, it's not sure the easiest. I mean, there's other words used, not in a bad way, but just other words. And but it's always about what's easiest for me. And I think that looking out for myself was such a huge part of the the program um, because I really can't know what's easy for somebody else anyway. Yeah, or what their experience, you know, the dignity of their own experience. Yeah. Yeah, how often did I make it, how often did I think that the what I was going through was hard when it was really that, like, I wasn't making, w- the choice I was making was making it hard, mm. quote unquote hard. You know, like I couldn't see the forest through the trees on what would have been the easier option because I just like couldn't fathom that to be an option. Yeah. I mm-hmm. love what you had to say, Kate, about faith making it easier, really. I mean, I heard faith makes it easier. You were talking about um, believing it because it's easier. And I think that I really identified with that because that's, in the end, that was how I came to the conclusion of of working a spiritual program. I mean, do you feel that working this program is easy? No, I don't think it's easy. I think there's a a slogan in um, I don't know if it's in this program, but there's other there's a slogan that says like. Um, the program is simple but not easy. Mm. Um, and I think that that's true. Um, like, you know, it's like, it's a, it, there's also a, a variation on that slogan of like, it's a simple program for complicated people. And like, so, and I think it's really important to like make a distinction between simple and easy mm. and also something that brings ease but it's not easy to do mm. because um, it's not easy to make the choice to you know not spend time with a family member if you know I know that on the other side that they really want you it's not easy to say no it's not easy to set boundaries it's not easy to make choices it's not easy to prioritize myself but it does bring ease and it's kind of like that like walking through the forest type thing like it's like I like I'm on the when I'm like before I go into the forest, I'm like, oh, my God, that it looks really dark in there. It looks really scary. You know, it looks terrifying. And I just have to, like, I don't have to. I get to, right? Just keep, like, go through. And then, like, when I'm, you know, and I'm in the middle of it, and I'm like, this is terrible. You know, and then I get to, like, look back and be like, oh, it's really nice on the other side, you know. But 
you know, I think like this is coming up for me to share. I think it correlates. Like I had a sponsor many, many, many years ago who like said something to the effect to me of like, if you like keep waiting to like feel good or to feel a certain way about like before you make a decision, like you'll never make the decision, you know, Mm. like, and uh, that factors into this for me because it's like, I, as someone who, you know, grew up in chaos and grew up in in instability, sometimes it's like, I seek out the feeling of like surety or like stability or, um, like a guarantee, like I want a guarantee around something. I seek those things out to a, to a fault, Mm -hmm. you know, and so much of life is not comfortable. And so much of working a program, you know, uh, is not comfortable. Like, you know, I, can I mention the big book of AA or no? Cause sure. Al-Anon is. You say whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. Well, you know, it's like in the big book, it talks about, <laughs> or I don't know if it's the big book or if it's like the, um, the 12 and 12 and AA, but like basically when it lays out the spiritual program, like as we now know as the 12 steps, like it says like, no one would do this work if they didn't have to, uh-huh. like who amongst us like would want to be, honest and fearless and searching and like make amends and then be of service to other people when like obviously we all have better things to do no one would do this work if they weren't desperate you know like we do this work because it's like the last house on the block you know and um that really resonates with me because like you know if there was an easier softer way you know I would have taken it by now but like I choose this way that like seems hard at first but actually brings ease whereas like out there without spiritual programs I'm trying for it to be easy and it's only ever hard you know it's like that weird kind of flippy paradigm shift type thing I choose hard and then it becomes easy as opposed to like choosing easy and it just is only ever hard Hmm. Mm. Hmm. interesting I like that phrase Hmm. Yeah. Do you disagree? No, not at all. I was just processing it. Um, Gosh, it's amazing to to listen and, um, you know, that's easy (laughs) to listen and be honest and say, no, I was just processing is so much easier than like trying to uh have a clever thing to say it's so funny that used to be like my shtick i mean i still like to say clever things but it's so different than it was before um uh, but what i was thinking about was your metaphor of the forest and but just a quick side note you know i think it's totally appropriate to talk about the big book a lot of people in in al-anon's um their way of doing the steps is by using the big book with their sponsor that's you know i hear of that as a way to do it and so Mm -hmm. i just think it's important to say that on our podcast because you know everybody does their program differently and this is about taking what we like and leave the rest you know so i think it's great that you brought up where our program came from because it is adopted and it says in our literature and lots of different places that it is adopted from aa's 12 steps so Mm -hmm. i think it's it's totally okay that you brought that up Mm -hmm. um 
hey, and if you're out there and you don't like it, that's okay. You don't have to like it. And I hope something else in here is something that works for you. Yeah, you know? leave a stinky review. Yeah, leave a stinky review. Tell <laughs> us about it. Out. Tell us about it. Um, you know, but it, it's like the, the when you're talking about the forest, it's like, is it not the faith that helps me walk through the forest? Having that faith that like there is the the bigger picture on the other side, the thing that's brighter on the other side, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I can do easy does it without my higher power. Like my higher – to the way I understand it today, it's like easy, as Corey said it earlier, for me. And I heard it from a fellow share, um, and, I, and I, I heard it in a way I'd never heard easy does it before. In his share, he said – he had the whole share around easy does it, and then he was like, easy does it. And I was just like, yeah. you know, and – um and what was I trying to say? Easy <laughs> does it. Not like easy. I used to take it like, ah, take it easy, kid. You know, like, uh, it's, it's, it's easy. Just take it easy. And like you're saying, like, it isn't about it being easy necessarily. It is that the, that in doing that, you will find ease. Um, ease, balance, and grace. Yeah, God's ease, balance, and grace. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think I think that like one of my other favorite variations on Easy Does It is Easy Does It But Do It. You know, I got that from a sponsor many, many years ago, mm. you know, because there is a way that like Easy Does It for me, like I can like um, almost like enable myself where I'm like, oh, easy, like easy, you know, like and I can like Easy Does It my way into like not paying the bills, you know, <laughs> or like... <laughs> not doing the things that are uncomfortable because I'll choose comfort over security. And then, you know, it's just a bummer. It's a bummer situation where that ends up. But so, you know, the idea of like going back to the metaphor of like looking at the forest, like the like deep, dark, scary forest, it's like I'm standing out there and it's like sometimes it can feel like easy does it would to not be, would to be to not go into the forest at all you know it doesn't look easy in there so why would I do it but like what the addition of like easy does it but do it does, like says to me is like yeah like you can be gentle while you're like walking through the hard stuff but like go do it like choose the path forward because like there's even more of there's just more ease on the other side of that difficulty I think for me with that like Maybe it's it's interesting. I'd be here is curious to see what you have to say about it. But because of big life, if I don't have a big life, I'm I'm at ill at ease. Mm-hmm. So comfort isn't necessarily ease. Doesn't provide ease for me. It can feel that way at times. But complacency, plateaus, comfortable zones. At this point in my life, um, are not ease. I will become restless and resentful and I will begin to you know take for granted my surroundings and the people you know I won't stay in that sense of awe and understanding that I get from not being complacent and actually going into the forest so it's weird I think there's an interesting topic here between the difference between comfort and ease um Mm -hmm. and I'd be curious what your thoughts are on that I mean to me I hear a lot of um 
you know, the relief is in the rooms and the recoveries and the steps. And I think mm. relief feels comfortable to me, maybe more so or more in the line of comfort. And recovery doesn't imply to me comfort. It doesn't guarantee comfort. It doesn't mean it's going to be comfortable while you recover um, all the time. And I'm curious what your thoughts are on, or both of your thoughts are on comfort versus ease in, in the easy does it context. Well, I do think that... Um you know, it, relief in a sense is promised to us. Like, you know, we, in the literature, whether it's, you know, Al-Anon literature or literature that comes from um, the program of AA, you know, however you choose to work it, there are guideposts along the way in all of the literature that say, like, if you work these steps, like, this is what you'll get, you know? Um and the things that are like promised to us are just like, um, are, uh, like, you know, more sanity, more, you know, um, more balance, like more, um, less fear, you know, less reaction to fear, um, all kinds of things. I mean, I, I won't say too much cause I don't want to say something that isn't there, but if, you know, if you're curious, you know, the, there are promises in the big book, the ninth step promises, the 10th step promises there. I'm thinking of the literature in Al-Anon that's like from survival to recovery that are, I think technically known as the Al-Anon promises. Yeah. Yeah. Promises. The world service doesn't call them that anymore. There was like a couple of years ago or even more uh, an official, like there's no promises thing that went out. Um, they used to, to call it the promises program. Yeah. Anyway, I don't want ahead. to have interrupted you, but yeah, the, but there are, and it is in Survival to Recovery at the end of the book. I can't recall the page number, but I read it frequently. That is the promises. It's called yeah, the promises. Yeah, it talks about, like, all of the things that will happen. And I think, like, you know, there's no guarantee and there's no sort of, like, overall as to, like, what that will look like for every person. It's not one size fits all. But, like, you know, for me, like, there's no – there's nothing in my life that – provides a more consistent and um generous return than like working my life and putting my life through the rigor of the steps you know like so much of life is a gamble where it's like okay like I'll try this creative project don't know what the response will be I'll put myself out there in this like you know um personal relationship like don't know what the response will be like even like you know I like go and I like I, I'm not a gambler, but like, you know, like <laughs> put my money down on the table. Like who knows if it'll be my card. Like we just don't know. Like there's so much about life that can be like encapsulated in the idea of like, it's a chance, it's a risk, whatever, you know, but like working the steps of any program, like it's not really a risk. It may feel risky at the time because up until that point, like if one has arrived in a place where they feel like uh working the steps is their best option for recovery like probably not in a great place like we don't come into the rooms like on like wings of glory you know we don't come in being like it's so great that i ended up here like we come in desperate you know so if like we come in you know and are in a place where it's like time to work the steps if i you know when i'm in that place like they're really it's really not it, it's do you know what I'm saying? Like it's not a mm -hmm. risk. It's like it, it, in this in the way 
I'm it's only going to bring me good. It's only going to bring me uh, more, you know, more um, functionality in my life. I've never heard of I started working the steps and things got so much worse for me. I don't think I've ever heard that share either. I have heard, though, like going into Al-Anon that things get harder for a while because we uncover a lot. And maybe not, I don't want to say that's the difference in ease, but certainly when we actually have to look at some of these things we haven't looked at, you know, it can feel more, there could be more pain for mm-hmm. attempt, for periods of time where you have to really, or you have to go through grief that you've been avoiding. Totally. Um, and that may not feel easy, but I guess I would say that, I don't know, it's easier than being sick from it or getting cancer or whatever, like the things that come from holding these things in. Yeah, that's the thing that kept coming up, Kate, when you were speaking on just now is like, um, what is, if I'm actually looking, you know, I suffer from uh, not as much as I used to, which is super cool. Uh, But, you know, I grew up in distorted thinking is, you know, it's the easiest way for me to put it back to it is, you know, the disease of alcoholism is is considered a mental illness and it is the disease of distorted thinking and it is also spiritual malady based on the program that I work this, from what our literature says it's a spiritual program and the only solution to a spiritual malady is a spiritual solution mm-hmm. and um you know so like all of that was coming up for me while you were while you were talking um in terms of like the ease and sure it seems at first harder to get a sponsor work the step commit myself to myself um but like the truth is is that like when i start to do it it's actually easier it's easier than what i was doing before and my distorted thinking that i had for you know the veil of the disease starts to be lifted and my perception of what was easy really changes because I used to think it was easy to get in my car and drive for an hour to go save someone that was somewhere that texted me that they needed me to save them and today I get a look at something like that and go well they're an hour away I'm currently at work what is actually going on with this person? I get to ask some questions. Oh, it turns out that they have a friend with them, you know, or whatever it is, or it turns out they have AAA, or I can call my AAA for them. Mm-hmm. That's easy. And I didn't see those choices before, you know, because I grew up in the chaos and I didn't know how to make choices like that because what seemed like the easy thing to do would be to, because, because later, you know, uh, in that relationship with that person who also participated in distorted thinking and the disease of alcoholism uh, would punish me for not going and helping them. But it's like, that doesn't work for me anymore to be with around people that, that show up in that way, you know? So it's like, I, but I couldn't see that before coming into these rooms and working the steps and going through it. And like, yeah, to course point, you know, the relief is, the relief is in the, the meetings and the recoveries and the steps. And, um, you know, st- step 12 is having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, you know, um, continue to practice these principles in all of our affairs and carry this message to others, something mm-hmm. like okay. that. In reverse, but yeah. Oh, okay, thank you. Um, you know, and then the beginning part of, of um, the promises is if we willingly 
surrender ourselves to the spiritual discipline of the program, our lives will be transformed. And that sounds huge, um, but it be, it is all about the easy does it. My God, my higher power, my universe, that which is greater than me, shows me that it will be the thing that that does it by showing me ease. I didn't ever understand that until doing all these things that, you know, that both of you have been talking about today. And it's like, oh, now I understand. This actually feels kind of easy. This might be the thing. I might get to just follow this. That's to me today is actually my higher power showing me, you know, trying to communicate with me. Like what, what I'll, what will essentially I will find the most joy in are the things that I find to be easy. Mm -hmm. Love that. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> and I think we're t it's, we're at the time for a reading. Kate, yeah, Kate's Kate, picked you out picked a reading, a reading for, us. for us. Yeah. Can I say one more thing? Yes, absolutely. Please. Something that occurred to me while you were sharing, Corey, about like the idea of like it's not easy to work the steps. I mean, that's an oversimplification, but like it's not. The idea that, like, I think it's really important to, like, shine a light on, like, the fact that it can feel worse before it feels better, mm. you know, like, is important because, you know, it's like, there can, you know, there's so many, there's so many slogans and so many sayings within 12 Step to, like, try and encourage people to keep going. Like, the idea of, like, don't quit before the miracle, you mm -hmm. know, and all that. But I just say, like, I had a, a, one of my, my first sponsor many, 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 many years ago used to say <laughs> a lot, um, it's hard and then it gets easy and then it gets real. Mm. And I love that because basically that is my experience. It's like it sucks at first. It's <laughs> like, you know, there is like a certain elation of being like, I have a I have a program and I have a sponsor and like I'm doing it. There's always an adrenaline rush for me when there's like a kickoff in that arena but then it's like oh it's really like a tr you know we're trudging through and then it's like there's like that you know there's the pink cloud that comes when we when I start doing things differently and the high of self-esteem and the high of choosing myself and then all of that kind of evens out into this place where it's like it's just real life and it's all of the things that I was running from before good and less good you know I don't really believe in bad but like as a concept, but like things that feel good and things that don't feel good. And like, that's why I was doing all of the managing and controlling and manipulation. Cause I didn't just want to feel the thing, the spread, you know, that was on the table, you know, it's just a lot. So great. Well, and we have this like escapism mentality um, in mm -hmm. general, maybe Al-Anon's more so, but you know, childbirth is painful and then there's a baby. Or if you've ever <laughs> had surgery for something that was really bothering you mm. and then you have the surgery, you feel significantly worse for a little while mm -hmm. in your recovery. You, like can't walk or whatever. And then yeah. it's to fix a problem and then the problem's fixed. But you have to go through this period of pain. And I do think that's not really talked about much in the program, that the sort of dip. So I'm, I'm glad you highlight that. Um, You're welcome. And it's not bad, certainly. And it's... No. It's wonderful, actually. It's the pain of a birth of a new thing, a new you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's well, new. it's just, it's, I have, uh, you know, someone uh, many years ago when I was going through a pain 
a painful time in my recovery was said something to the effect of like the pain that you're feeling is all of the pain that was like living in you before you're mm-hmm. just feeling it, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, there's something really beautiful about being like this pain and this, um, you know, discomfort and this like suffering, like it's been here all along, you know, and like all it wants to do, you know, I really do believe this, you know, maybe this is a good place to wrap is like feelings just want to be felt. That's like their only agenda is like, they just want to be felt (laughs) and then they are gone. They're just like, hi. Okay. Bye. You know? And it's so, um, that's all we're doing, you know? And it's like when the stories start, going of what this means and how this puts me in relation to other people and oh so and so I never see them feeling this when they post that thing on the internet you know that you know compare and despair that starts that's what makes feeling difficult but just going through it it's just what lives inside me and wants to go out you know and and be released so that I can be easy does it love that (laughs) And mm-hmm. let's read, let's have Claire read this passage from the book. Yeah. This is from Courage to Change, which is one of our daily readers. And the page is 210, July 28th. And it reads A stone cutter. Oh, I love this one. I remember this one. You scored. (laughs) Because I'm a mason. Uh, No, because I like carpentry and things and to work with my hands is why I remember it, I think. A stonecutter may strike a rock 99 times with no apparent effort, not even a crack on the surface. Yet, with the hundredth blow, the rock splits in two. It was not the final blow that did the trick, but all that had gone before. The same is true of Al-Anon recovery. Perhaps I am working on accepting that alcoholism is a disease, or learning to detach, or struggling with self-pity. I may pursue a goal for months without obvious results and become convinced that I am wasting my time. But if I continue going to meetings, sharing about my struggle, and taking it one day at a time, and being patient with myself, I may awaken to find that I have changed, seemingly, overnight. Suddenly I have the acceptance, detachment, or serenity I've been seeking. The results may have revealed themselves abruptly, but I know that all those months of faith and hard work made the changes possible. Today's reminder. We are often reminded to keep coming back. Today I will remember that this, is not o- that this not only applies to meetings, but to learning the new attitudes and behavior that are the long-term benefits of Al-Anon recovery. I may not see the results today, but I can trust that I am making progress. And the quote is, try to be patient with yourself and your family. It took a long time for the disease of alcoholism to affect each and every one. It may take a long time for everyone to recover. And that quote is from Youth and the Alcoholic Parent. What a great reading, Kate. Yeah, it applied way more than I even knew. Uh, I want to go home and read it again right now. I love it so much. You probably can. You know what? I can. You get to. I get to. (laughs) (laughs) I get so overwhelmed with joy when we do these because I'm really reminded of the gifts. 
And then they feel really amazing. I'm grateful I get to have those feelings today. Love that. Yeah. Well, Kate, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I what really a pleasure. appreciate your yeah. perspective. Thank you for being of service. You got it. And keep, keep coming, coming back. back. <laughs>